This is the Dream That Died podcast. Listen to me putting in an intro, feeling like a pro today. Um, so we've kind of gone through this journey. Now we're at the point in my story where it's just regular life. Hello, welcome. And I, geez, I really just jumped right in. Look at me go. Um, <laughs> Got to catch my breath for a second. So I'm like at this point where I've reached all my goals years ago at this point and I'm reading the books and I'm trying to figure out like how do people dream? I've always been a dreamer. I can actually see things happen in my life like so clearly I can see if I was living my perfect life, I can see what that looks like. I can see myself in that space and I, I can visualize it. I can see it, but I couldn't say it, right? I couldn't say what that looked like. I could, I could see it so clearly in my mind, but actually putting it on paper meant that I was going to dream again meant that I was going to put something out there into the world, even if it was only in my private journal, but it scared me, paralyzed me. Putting a dream out there and knowing that I might not get there scared me to death. Like I can't even write it down. I couldn't even put pen to paper. I was so scared. And I think that's fair. I think a lot of people get to that place in their life because why wouldn't we? You know, there are so many people out there wanting to stop us from being our true selves because maybe that means you're going to change or maybe that means that you start going after it and other people around you don't want to do that or are scared to do that or whatever led them to that place. And you know, I get it. I feel it because I can feel it in myself. And if you surround yourself with people who aren't willing to let you suffer in the everydayness of your life, who are celebrating you and pushing you, blessings to those people because, oh, hello, microphone. You wanted to get a little bit closer. Welcome. Just a good reminder that I am not a professional. Um, so, oh, okay. I needed a second reminder this morning. Here we are. Uh, what's, what's going on here? Why are we off? I think that's how life reminds you, right? Life has a funny way of helping you find your humbleness in this journey when it's needed. I must have needed that reminder. So here we are. I remember. I'm not as awesome as I sometimes feel I am. So I, I'm just like looking around, trying to figure out where I went wrong, why was dreaming so scary. It had never been scary before. And then I think through all of the 
acceptable paths that I went down. You know, you can't, as I'm searching for validation, as I'm searching for acceptance for who I should be, I've realized that I lost who I was. I lost who I knew to be. And that didn't make any sense, but I lost in myself what I was trying to do. And I, it, it makes sense now that I've unpacked where that came from or I have unpacked why I had been dreaming out of validation and not dreaming actual dreams that I wanted to dream, that I knew true to my being, true to my energy. It makes sense, right? And, and true to my story, as I've, I watched a lot of dreaming happen and failure happen. And so I, the first crazy dream that I ever dreamt, I failed, right? Hard. Didn't make it. Didn't make the cut. And that didn't mean that that journey wasn't worth it. It just meant that I didn't get there. And that's okay. Like, think of all of the things that you do, even in just a day. Let's break it down as simple as that. Just doing things is a success. I think a lot of times we like to weigh success and people as these big, grandiose gestures, right? I, I'm not successful in a podcast unless it's streamed everywhere unless it has many downloads unless I get all these sponsors and make all this money or is just getting up every day and doing something consistently and then slowly stepping my way up as I navigate this journey is just that an accomplishment in itself yeah it doesn't have to be this big huge gesture to be successful. And I think a lot of times we overthink it. A lot of times we're like, oh, you know, and I was doing this to myself every day. Like I, I would, I consciously cycle back to the last time that I felt successful and that was in college and that was, you know, working out and getting after it and being on top of things. And yeah, no wonder. I mean, college self, love you girl, but you didn't have shit to do. You could sit and write in all the colors and and plan out your days and read all the books. Like, go you. You could wake up and work out in the morning and then work out in the afternoon. And then, yeah. I mean, there's a reason you're successful in college. Duh. You got nothing going on. So... <laughs> That's what I'll cycle back to. And and I I think sometimes we can come across um, intimidating. I have a lot of people that are like, oh, my gosh, you work out all the time. You're so awesome. Look at you go. And I know some of that, some of those comments are out of jealousy or whatever. Um, but this is what I want you to know about me. Yes, I work out. Go me. Woo big red gold whatever star but I have to find myself in that space because that's one of the true things that I've always known about myself 
Like I was always an athlete. And so me falling back to that default of working out is almost just me saying, hey guys, I'm lost and this is the only thing I know to be true about myself. And once I start accepting that, that I'm not better than everyone because I work out, right? Because you have your thing and work out really is just me accepting that I know nothing else about myself, but I have always known this one thing right? I've always been an athlete. And through my journey, through injuries, through all the things, even that I got lost in. Even, you know, I've, I had, geez, seven knee surgeries on the same knee. And at one point I was told, hey, yeah, it's really cool that you want to like do this thing and be this athlete. Um, but you're, you're going to go ahead and not be able to do that anymore. And I remember like looking at the doctor, like I can't run or jump. Well, yeah, Hannah, no, no. Yeah, you can. Um, but we're going to go ahead and try to not have a knee replacement before you're 40. And if we're lucky, we'll get you to 40. Um, and so you, you can go ahead and do all those things, uh, but knee replacements typically only last about 10 years, so you'll be looking at a total knee 40 on, um, and they don't last very long. So, yeah, go ahead, run, run to your heart's content, and I remember like fighting that for such a long time, and running anyways, like, screw you, I love running, which, okay, you just rolled your eyes at me because maybe you don't love running. I love running because of the mindless... <coughs> oh, there's a cough. There's all the things. I love running because of the mindless place that it takes me. Because it's literally just shoes and headphones and pavement. And I don't have to overthink it. And when you come from a place of high-level athletics, that's so much what you did. And so I think back to, like, my high school days where I had, like, five different bags for the five different activities that I was going to do every day all summer. So there was a tennis bag and a soccer bag and a volleyball bag and a, a basketball bag, and I would always have – and then a work bag. And so working out to me – was so many things. It was so much equipment. It was so much, all the all of the things. It took coordination and thought and work and bags of equipment and all the things. And so I think as I grew over time and I turned it into what it would look like for me, I loved the simplicity of running. And then, boom, choo, Slap in the face there, ham banan. Great, you love running, but you can't do that anymore. And so I fought that for so long, and I was like, well, if I can't do all these things, how am I going to do this? And this really is the only thing I know about myself, and how do I, how do I become this? And we're not, you know, and I was sitting there as a victim of my circumstance and not moving, and, and since working out and being an athlete was so true to one of the only things that I knew about myself in this new space. 
I felt so lost and so deflated and so scared because all of a sudden it was like, well, you can't be that either now. So now what? So now who are you? And I was suffering in this place as a victim, as a lost soul, because I wasn't anything anymore. Athlete was always something that was attached to my name. And I, I was, so my last knee surgery, I, so my seventh, I was training for a half marathon with my best friend who runs all the marathons and she's like a pro everything. And I wanted to show up to that space prepared and ready to go and trained and I had never trained for anything before. And honestly, I had always hated running, but it was like really the only thing that you can still compete at at an older level. Um, and like something that you can accomplish as an athlete in your older age. Um, so I, I was training like all the time because that's what you have to do. If you're going to complete a half marathon, you would run X amount of days and you'd run X amount of miles and slowly you work your way up. So the day, the week before, so it was the Wednesday before my race, I stood up from my office chair and like, that's what it sounded like. And it hurt so bad. And I had hurt my knee so many times before that I honestly was just like, oh, okay, cool, cool knee. Um, and I just remember being like, yeah, no, yeah, I heard you, knee, I feel you, pain, uh, but that's not really going to work for me because, uh, I've been training for like three months now and I don't have time for this. So I'm going to go ahead and just ignore you and I feel your pain. I do. I feel what you're trying to do to me, but I, I can't not show up here. So I show up for the race and I'm like, well, pain or not, swelling or not, whatever's going on, I don't care. I train for this and I am not here for another injury because I am not willing to accept that I'm not allowed to be the one person I know I am. And I, I was so lost in not knowing who I was that it felt like, man, if I can't even accomplish this thing, this new thing, what, who am I? Like I have always stood up and rose to an athletic challenge. And this race signified that. Like if I can't even do this, really, really body, Man, and I remember being so mad at my body and just being like, come on, you stupid ass knee. Really? But like, realistically, I was six knee surgeries in. I had so much metal and 
titanium and femurs and places that I don't even want to think about. And like, realistically, someone with that much body armor probably shouldn't be doing this. But I was so lost in who I was that it was finally like, oh my gosh, I remember this feeling. I remember feeling so amazing actually having something to chase down again because I hadn't had that in so long and that was who I was, right? I was the person who chased things down, who got things done, who broke down barriers and did things that other people didn't do. And this new version of what this become became, I realized that I just wasn't allowed to be that person anymore. There wasn't a space for that girl. Everybody just lives and does things and you just wait it out. And, and so my marathon self, I'm like, feeling it again. Like, this is what this feels like. Remember when you had things? Remember when you chased down goals? Remember when you got things done and didn't ask questions? That's who this is. So when my body failed me, I'm like, oh no. I was feeling that person again. I was feeling what it felt like to operate at that frequency. I was feeling so found. I had discovered myself again. And then my body was like, hey, sis, nah, you don't get to be that person. You're a victim to this circumstance. You're six knee surgeries in, girl. Why do you think you can be this person? So, right, knee, pop, something ain't right here. So I, I had come so far on this journey. It felt so amazing to remember what it felt felt like to be that person because I didn't get to be that person anymore in real life. I didn't get to go chase down dreams. That wasn't a thing. Right? That's not a thing we get to do as adults. That's something we could do as children. We could dream big as children, but once you transition into adulthood, you got to put those things on the shelf because you got babies to feed. Right? You got fur babies, you got real babies, you got house payments and car payments and insurance payments and all the things. And then real life hits you and you're like, hey, dreams, it was cool. It was a good journey, but that's for like little girls. And you you don't get to do that. So I'm running this marathon and I'm just like, don't stop running. I know you're in pain. I know that you shouldn't even be doing this, but man, you've trained, you've done this. Don't stop. Because if you stop, uh, you'll probably start to feel the pain of your knee. So I get through the marathon and I like do it. I run the whole thing. I never stop, like not even to go to the bathroom, which is an amazing accomplishment if you've had two children, like running that many hours and not peeing yourself is crazy and so I I like I get done and it feels so amazing because I had a goal again and not only did I have a goal again I actually reached that goal and no I didn't beat the people running in tutus and no I didn't train any kind of fast I remember someone actually laughing at what my mile splits were and being like, oh, 
oh no I, I think you're you're just joking and I'm like no 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 yeah uh so I'm not a fast runner and I don't care to be the thing that I loved about running a race was that I had something to chase down. I didn't actually care what my time was. I didn't actually care any of the things because it just felt so good to be going after something again. And man, that was such a beautiful journey. And as soon as I get home from the flight, I have to go get my knee looked at because of course, like I couldn't even walk barely. Um, but it didn't matter because I had accomplished something. So that's where I ventured into my seventh knee surgery. And I had actually all the hardware removed from my um, bones that were like keeping things together and on track. And um, I had all the hardware removed. And I had what would hope to be the final correction of damage that I had done. So I had actually tore out my um, LCL and some meniscus, which meniscus I am all here for. I have done that so many times and not let it heal that that wasn't new to me. But that pop, that's what it sounded like. That was my LCL. And so I, I know that I was in pain, but so much you know, that adrenaline of chasing something down just bridged me through that pain. I actually don't remember feeling any pain. And that's why this seems so ridiculous because I ran 13.1 miles on this broke ass leg. That was actually one of the worst injuries that I had to my knee. And I did it anyways. And so like I then place myself back into my college self where that injury was such a crutch to me because it, it, it allowed me to not chase down that dream anymore to just give up. And in, in this space, in this instance, I wasn't going to allow myself to give up again because it felt so amazing to chase that thing down. And so here I'm sitting right now, even as I'm talking this through, I'm realizing why I love training for that race so much. It was adrenaline. It was a high. And I think, why don't we do that in our lives? Why don't we dream? And and if you're like me, right, you you only think that you can dream out of validation. You only think that you could dream the accepted dream. And so if you're like me, you're either scared to dream or you're only allowed to dream out of validation. I could only dream dreams that are accepted by other people. I can't dream dreams that I actually want to dream for myself, right? It has to look like this. It has to look like success. It has to go to the next level. It has to earn me money or it's not acceptable. And so I'm dreaming all of these things that I realize in that marathon, that dream, that chasing down of that was like me leveling up, was like me finding a dream. And and so I'm, I'm sitting in the everydayness of my life. I'm realizing that I don't get to be an athlete anymore. That the last time, like, really? Really, knee? Really, doctor? I can't go chase shit down anymore? Really? 
this is the only thing I know true to my life, is being an athlete, is chasing things down from a physical standpoint. And now I can't even do that? Really? And I was sitting as a victim of all of this circumstance. I was sitting paralyzed because who am I supposed to be? Well, Han, you can join a, a gym, go swim, go ride a bike, do those things. And I'm like, no, what? First off, I cannot swim. I I can physically. I can actually swim, but like... The complexity of that takes me back to, like, my high school days of having all the bags, of going to all the places, of, like, the reason I liked running is because it didn't take any prior thought. And swimming, you know, I have to get a membership and I have to wear a swimsuit. And for goodness sakes, if I'm going to be a good standing citizen, I would have to have a bikini wax on a regular. And that's just not something that's realistic to my life. And, you know, I might have to get a swim cap and I'd have to get a fancy swimsuit like one of the TCR. I don't even know the brand, but, you know, like I'd have to look like a swimmer. And then I start thinking back like, oh, my gosh, you could look like a swimmer. But remember when you were little and you were too tall for one pieces? And so, like, you would just have to be in a one piece and you have to be all crouched over because you, it, it was it was painful to be in a one piece because you're too damn tall. And apparently your torso is just longer than most people's. And so then I go back. To that space and then I start thinking through like oh my gosh I have to go buy a swimsuit and then it's not going to fit me and then I'm just going to have to be crouched over and I'm definitely not going to get a bikini wax because that's not even realistic and then I, then instead of getting a bikini wax I'm going to try to shave my bikini area and then I'm going to have bumps all over and then people are going to look at me but maybe if I just wear a towel for long enough I could I could bridge my gap through that and and so like as I'm thinking through swimming, man, that's that's off the frickin' table. There is no way I can handle that. Right? And and so I'm like, well, I can't do that. Okay, I can ride a bike. Then I have to ride a bike. Then I have to... Well, just riding a bike seems unrealistic. And so I'm like limiting what I could even become because it's just too big in my headspace. Like, I don't want the complexity of exercising. I don't want exercise to be complex to me. And and now I can't be this thing. I can't go chase down goals. I can't even figure out a way to compete, like, in a way that's acceptable to people I can't compete in a way that other people validate, like, because if I went and worked out and posted, they, like, people might judge that. So running really is an acceptable form of exercise by most adults. So that just feels safer. And, and all the other forms that were accepted by my doctor and by the FDA for where my knee was weren't realistic in my mind. So I'm just sitting in this space and I'm realizing that I and now I can't dream physically. I can't dream professionally out loud because so many people had just jarred me. And I, I realized that I'm sitting in this space of like waiting it out. 
like, I know all these things to be true about myself. And now I'm just waiting for someone to validate it. And I'm like, man, I have so much energy and so much passion and so much all these things about what I know to be true about myself. And am I going to sit here waiting and having the eagerness burnt out of me waiting for people to validate those things? And I think that's where people get lost because you can be passionate and so many people, there are more people sitting out there trying to burn out your candle than there are that are adding air to your flame. And so that that's where people, I believe, get burned out because it's like, oh, you could have all those dreams, but don't dream them out loud and wait for people to accept that you're that person, that you could be that. Instead of us establishing what it looks like for ourselves and what gives us energy, we're just going to go ahead and wait it out. And I'm sitting in this space and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be the good girl, going to just wait it out, going to not dream anything. And I'm in this athletic space where I'm not allowed to dream there anymore. And so pretty soon I'm just sitting here paralyzed and suffocating all at the same time because the only thing that I had ever known about myself, now I wasn't allowed to be that either. And now I'm just supposed to go ahead and wait it out for these dreams to come true because I couldn't actually go chase down my own dreams, build my own fucking table, right? That's not realistic. I'm going to go ahead and have to wait for a seat at a table. I'm going to go ahead and have to wait it out, right? Be the good girl. Don't speak up. Speak when called on, but don't actually dream and build your own table for yourself. Wait it out, right? And I think we lose so much of our passion waiting it out, being silenced while we sit there dreaming acceptable dreams, Right? I couldn't go be a CEO because I don't have enough experience, but I also don't have a job that allows me to get that experience, so who, who, how am I supposed to get there? And a lot of times, people are just waiting for you to look the part, and I'm like, I can't stifle this passion any longer, because if I do... If I stifle it until you accept that I'm this person, it's going to burn out. Right? And so here I am just realizing that I don't know that I want to wait. I know what this flame is. I know who I want to be now. And I don't know that I'm willing to wait it out. Right? And I'm not, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and build what this looks like for me, not what it looks like for other people. Because when we're building dreams based off of what other people accept, it doesn't feel good when you get there. So we have to start dreaming out loud. And I don't mean like shout it from the rooftop, but if that's what it sounds like, that's what it feels like, that's what it looks like for you to dream true to you, then go do it. Whatever that looks like. Right. And I don't want you to wait it out. I want you to build your own fucking table because there are not seats for you. And by the time there are seats for you, 
You're going to be so jaded and lost in how you even got there that it's not going to be worth it. 